You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Chad. I'm Daniel. I'm April. And with us tonight is our permanent special guest. We're going to just call him our permanent special guest. He is our friend and co-host of Geek Card Check and brother of Daniel. Mr. Tyler Howitt. Tyler, how are you tonight? I am great. How are you guys? Doing well. Yeah, we were so excited after the opportunity to talk about our top 10 films of 2019 with the closing of the decade. And listen, I don't want to get into all that. Is it really the decade? Is it 10? Where do you start all that? For tonight's purposes, the closing of the decade, we thought what a wonderful opportunity that we have to maybe look back on the past 10 years and try and come up with a list of our favorite films of the decade. And so after much consternation, that's where we find ourselves tonight and we're very excited to share with you our top 10 films of the past decade. Now, we have not shared our list with each other, so we don't know where that's going to happen. We also have some fun categories that we're going to talk about, and it should be an altogether exciting episode. Before we jump into that, though, let me remind you to please follow us on our social media channels. You can follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ScreenersCast. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can send us an email to ScreenersCast at gmail.com. And with that, it's our top 10 films of the decade. Welcome to the main event. Okay, I'll begin our roundtable just like we did our top 10 of 2019 by asking each of you, just very briefly, tell us how you went about trying to come up with your list. Did you have a criteria? And was it difficult? Just tell us about the experience of putting the list together, and then we'll jump right into your number 10 pick. So Tyler, as our permanent special guest, you always have that first slot. (laughs) Take it away. Uh, mine was was not as scientific as I wanted it to be. This is one of those, you know, as as the decade was was coming to a close. I thought, uh, in fact, Daniel was the one who really pushed me to this too. Was was okay? Let's let's start sitting down and rewatching through the best movies of the of the 2010s. And so I, I what I actually started with was going to uh, Letterbox, and I kind of just dumped a a bunch of movies into a long list of just okay, this one, oh, totally, this one's in here. And so I had like. I don't know, probably 40 films or something like that, that I just, as I was dumping, I wasn't keeping track as I went, and then kind of just shuffled it around and narrowed it down, and then I rewatched, I made sure I at least rewatched my top 10, but, and I, I watched most of my top 20 even, but, um, and looking around and, and reshuffling and stuff, so it's, it's, it's a, it's something that I think, uh, you know, I, I published it on Ready, Steady, Cut, the website that I work for on the 4th of January. My list has changed since then. It's shifted around just a little bit, not drastically, but it's just one of those things that I keep thinking about, keep kind of going back to. And and this is, on one hand, I kind of tried to keep it a balanced list of things that I just loved and then also things that just maybe impacted me or I felt were like really important to me as a viewer or as a lover of cinema. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't as scientific of a process as I wanted it to be maybe, but uh, but it's... Yeah, it's kind of how I. Prep. Not sure what scientific looks like. In like, I mean, down. like really sitting down and like charting it out. I don't know. I I, I thought it was going to be more of a. It was, I thought it was going to be a a more in depth process than it ended up being. But more in depth than you describing that process. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Uh, I kid, I kid. All right, Tyler. So, what is your number ten? 
My number 10 is uh, is The Florida Project. I oh. That's a movie that I, I watched it a, quite a few times, and each time it's hit me just a little bit more um you know in the in the gut this is something that the the performances are really excellent sean baker does a a fantastic job kind of just just capturing the the story of of mooney i just i was gonna say brooklyn um of mooney this uh this precocious girl uh it's just but it also captures this I think this feeling of where a lot of our society is at right now, they're in these metaphorically or literally kind of just living in these impermanent kind of places and, and kind of just stuck in between things. And I think it's, I just think it's an important film in that way, but it's also a beautifully made impactful, meaningful movie. All right. The Florida project. Very good pick. Very good pick. All right, Daniel, let's go to you. Tell us about your process and what your number 10 pick was. Yeah, I have been rewatching all of these films over the course of the last year. I, I was trying to hone my list and rewatch them and see just, you know, rewatching films that I hadn't seen in a long time. I kind of started with a really long list and then narrowed it down for, for my own personal, like for my letterbox. And um, I, I was narrowing down a top 20. Obviously, I'll keep it to 10 tonight. But I made like a long list of 30 or 40 films and rewatched all of them to try to narrow it down and also added some to rewatch some that I, I knew would be on a lot of other people's lists that weren't on mine. And so I wanted to give those another try. And so um, so I rewatched a lot of movies um, and and actually rewatching some of those that 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 I felt were going to be on other people's lists actually to help help and impact my list a little bit. So. So yeah, so these are just movies that I love, movies that made an impact on me in some way. One other note about this list, as I was putting it together, I really tried to avoid recency bias. There are no films from 2018 or 19 in my top 10, but I feel like in a few years that could change. Like I could totally see Honey Boy or Knives Out or A Star is Born on my list in a couple of years as after I've watched them more and they've had time to kind of grow on me, make more of an impact. So that's just kind of my only disclaimer is that, you know, more of these films on my list are, are films that really made an impact on me and had time to grow. Okay. So there you go. So so that's that's my criteria. And uh, my number 10 pick is absolutely a game-changing film. It's complex and thrilling and enjoyable. And uh, it's just a, a very uh, well-written thriller and horror movie, and that is Get Out. Mm, so good. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Number 10 absolutely. of the decade. Of the All decade. right. Yeah. Okay, nice. as many movies as you have seen, that is that is quite high praise. Yeah, absolutely. Get out. Okay, very good pick. April, let's go to you. Same questions. How did you put your list together, and what's your number 10? Okay, I stressed about this so hard. I felt like I was betraying movies that I loved by not putting them on. <laughs> so anyway, this, <laughs> I know, this has been emotionally and mentally just exhausting, putting this together. I've switched it around. It's been very fluid. So this is a mixture of uh, films that I feel like just were really, really good and well done and deserve to be on here. But I also liked them. And then there's a couple on here that um, I just had a really personal connection to in some way and just loved it. And uh, when I thought of a top 10, a few of these came to mind immediately and a few others I had to kind of remember that they that I had seen them. I did not have time to rewatch these films because I have young children and I can't just turn on 
movies that are rated R. So they uh, gotta learn at some point. They gotta learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. Um, my number ten film. This this spot was ex- especially fluid, but I think this is actually one of the most underrated films of the decade. It's um, very theologically complex. It's kind of a spiritual journey, and it's Martin Scorsese, um, and that is Silence. Oh, wow. Ooh, interesting. interesting. Excellent movie. That was really a a solid one, too. Yeah, this one stuck with me more than I realized it was going to. But I I thought it was very powerful in a very subtle way. You know, that's that's one of those that I added to my list to try to um, rewatch. But I just I never got around to it. So I've actually not rewatched that like since it came out. And I really want to. um, I want to appreciate it more. But that's a great pick. Thank you. That is a great pick. <laughs> that is a great pick. I um I've only had the chance to see that once, just like uh, same you yeah. not having an opportunity to rewatch it. But even that's that first viewing, I think that's a masterpiece film. Yeah. So my list, putting it together, I it was very difficult. I started off by just looking at my top ten list for the last decade, of course, and then trying to dig down into different genres because I didn't want it to just be, well, here's my number one for the last ten years because it is always a combination of what films impacted me or emotionally connected uh, with me in some way versus what I think the craft is outstanding and where I ended up was, and I think we've talked about this in the past when we really started heavily using individually letterboxed, is I kind of shifted my personal scale. I used to be, I think Daniel is this way, where a five star out of five out of five had to be almost a a transcendent experience for me to, to give a film five stars. And I realized that for me, it made more sense and, and it lined up with my sensibilities better to say that there'll be very few, but a movie doesn't have to be perfect or I don't have to be moved in some extreme way to give it a five star rating. So I, I typically now, at least for the last four or five years, have two or three five star films. So looking back over my letterbox from 2010 up to now, I have a total of 14 films that I've given five stars to, but not all 10 of my movies come from that list. Hmm. So this is all that to say, I don't know what, how I put my list together other than <laughs> it's where I am today and it's how I feel about it. So my number 10 is a movie that I have had a chance to revisit. And I, I really second guess myself on this. I had a strong reaction to it in the theater when I first saw it. And then I watched it again right after that on Blu-ray and then watched it again recently. And it still holds up for me. It is a, a film similar to silence. Now, not, <laughs> not really in any way, except that it explores things related to, um, related to faith and to belief. Uh, and that movie is the life of Pi. Hmm. This is a movie yeah. that wow. I adore. And the more it's, it's the only movie in 3d that I ever saw in the cinema where I wasn't mad that I paid extra to see it in 3d. Uh, it is, it's a work of art. Every frame is gorgeous and it wrestles with questions that I think are, are universal about purpose and belief and faith. And it's just a beautiful film that I love very much. And it is my number 10. Awesome. So there you go. All right. So let's go now back to Tyler. Tyler, what is your number nine? My number nine, uh, it surprised me a little bit that it made this list, and I've like I've said I've shuffled around the list a, f- a few times, and I think it's still um, it's still pretty firmly there. Uh, and this is after three times of watching it. This is, I believe, my only 2019 film in the top ten, and it is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow! Yeah, decade list. I know. Good and for I, you, Tyler. And I kind of surprised it. I, I am I am surprised. I loved it. I did love it when it came out, and I that's another reason why I watched it two other times. Is like. 
is okay really is it as good as i think it is um and it just yeah it just hit me it has hit me every single time but it's just masterful so little women was your number one of 2019 but it's not on your list and this one is and my only reason, and yes, uh, Rachel, your wife has also <laughs> wow. beat me up about this okay. quite a lot. Uh, Spicy. Yeah. No, I was asking. I'm curious. No, that's true. That's, that's, a, that's a fair question. It's a good question. And I and my only reason really is I think is is um, number of watches. I have only seen Little Women once, and once upon a time in Hollywood, like again three times over the course of the year, I've come back to it, and so I I could say I'm pretty solid. I'm solid in what I believe when I think about it. Little Women was my favorite film of the year. And and for some reason, I know it sounds weird. Yeah. Like it, for some reason, it favorite does. versus important. So I don't know. That's right. Listen, Tyler. The heart wants what the heart wants. It don't does. let them bully you over here. <laughs> it's because he could have just put it at number one. I could have. Yeah, but sometimes love doesn't make that sense. That would have been April. too easy. <laughs> Listen, yeah. as devotees of the Bachelor, you two ought to know a lot about what we're talking about here. That's true. Mm. Can I, can I see sometimes love doesn't make sense. All right, <laughs> Daniel. Let's go to you. What is your number nine? My number nine. I can already hear Chad's comments in my head. Oh, I know where it's nine. going. No, you don't. I know it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, what, what are you? What, I do. Give me your guess. La La Land. You think that's my number nine? Foolish. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I know it. Oh, no. Foolish. <laughs> I hate. I, I, oh, God, this I list. That's my number nine? You don't know me at all. I'm sorry. You don't know <laughs> me at right. all, sir. You're right. Uh, I, I tried to give you more credit. Oh, my gosh. No, uh, so, but I can still hear the inevitable comments, but but I'm, I'm not afraid. It's Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, it, it almost made my top ten. This yeah, movie absolutely. is so fun, so charming. Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, they their performances are so funny, but, yep. but really layered at the same time. So, yeah, I love it, and um, I think it is absolutely one of the best of the decade. No question. I think that you, dance scene is one of the best scenes of the decade. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know where I am right now. Get oh, out. It, was oh, so, it is a great film. I agree, Daniel. Hundred percent. Thank you. Great Thank pick. you. You're outnumbered. Oh, yeah. Great. Chad. Absolutely. Great. Yes. Of the decade, I agree. <laughs> La La Land was number nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're It'll right. Be a long time I, I should La La know La La better. It'll be a, right. There's a long way to go before we get there. All right, April. Now that I'm outnumbered on this show, um, what is your number nine? Okay, I have. I'm pretty positive that this is on none of y'all's lists because it's super. Mm. It's my most indie film. And I saw it was the last film that I watched when I went to Sundance in 2013. So it's fitting since Sundance is going on. Well, I only went the one time, but I talk about it a lot. So, but anyway, (laughs) 100% more than most of us have been. (laughs) Well, well, there you go. It was written, directed, and starred the same person, um, Shane Carruth. And it's about orchids and worms and drugs and pigs. And it's super weird and super deep. And I loved everything about it. And that is Upstream Color. Oh, I haven't seen that, but I want to. You should see it. Yeah. It's super so weird, weird, but I, I, lo- I loved it. It was one of those movies that I walked away and was like, oh my gosh, I got it. And I could tell a lot of people didn't get it. Yeah. And the fact that I got it, I felt really proud of myself. I, I am glad that you got it because I definitely didn't get it. Like, mm. I, It's not a bad movie by any means. It's just I didn't. I know that it didn't click with me but there's yeah. a lot of interesting things about that movie that ha- i have ac- that have stuck with me like the scene where they're going through i don't even know how to, know how to describe it like s- making sound effects and mm-hmm. then it layers in between the scenes do you remember what i'm talking about yeah the, the there's there are just so many layers in different layers like once you figured out a layer there's another mm. layer and it was kind of like a 
enigma to figure yeah, it out. It is. It and is. Yeah, I feel that I same way it. about his first film, Primer, as well. I, 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 I loved Primer too. I didn't get it. Not as much. Oh, that's the same guy who did uh, who did Primer. Oh, yeah. I don't think. I Where has he been, connection. by the way? He needs to come out and make something he's else. Been on some kind of journey, philosophical journey, I'm <laughs> sure, and he's going to come mm. back with something really weird. Mm. But I, so. I, I appreciate so. that pick. That's a very unique pick, and so I appreciate it. It is. I didn't like. I liked Primer. I adored Upstream Color. Uh, when, as a matter of fact, I don't know how Daniel, when you start doing the special genre topics at the end, if we're going to have a chance to do honorable mentions. But I listed several, and that was one of my honorable mentions for yes, Best Sci-Fi. Chad. That movie, I adore it. I love that movie wholeheartedly, and I agree, April, that if you click into it, it is magnificent. So that's yep. a great pick. Great pick. Interesting. All right. Well, my number nine will be Daniel's chance to scoff at me, and that's okay. Perfect. We all have our we all have our things. Not that he needs a reason. He's always he's always ready. When I was a kid, one of the first movies that I remember watching with my brothers, and when I say what this movie is, it's going to give away what my pick is, and that's fine. But I'll be brief. But was Rocky, mm. and that movie became near and dear to my family and to my heart. I love Rocky to this day. It's one of my top. 10 favorite films of all time. And so when this movie was announced, I was not excited at all. I thought it was going to be terrible until I saw who was directing it. And that was Ryan Coogler, who had just come off of a film called Fruitvale Station. And his version of Creed is absolutely magnificent. It's not just a great boxing movie. It is a phenomenal drama. It explores all kinds of themes of of end of life care and fathers and sons mentorship mothers violent cycles of violence racism and amazing boxing all in one you're not built for this these boys come in here they got to fight for life people die in the ring your daddy died in the ring i don't know him i ain't got nothing to do with me let me fight my whole life it's not a choice for me Every punch I ever thrown has been on my own. Nobody showed me how to do this. This picture's from the 10th round of the first fight, right? I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo behind closed doors. Is that true? How do you know all this? I'm a son. And I love Creed endlessly. I've watched it probably 10 or 15 times. And I know not everybody thinks this is as good as I do, but uh, I'll never forget sitting in the theater at the end when they played the Rocky theme and my entire audience almost leapt out of their seats and cheered. I love that movie. So Creed is my number nine. Oh, absolutely. That's a great movie. I actually haven't seen Creed yet. Wow. I need to. Chad. Yes, you do. Chad, can I tell you something? (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really disappointed in you this episode so far. Um, <laughs> you, you don't seem to know me at all. Thank you. I love Creed so much. You thought I would scoff at you for oh, this absolutely. Well, it's like my not, number twelve. I, I on my I top twenty. It's like number twelve. It's just shy well, of my top twenty. Yeah. yeah. So that makes my heart feel good. I thought you would scoff at me just because, not oh, that there was oh, any well. merit behind oh, that's it, fair. just that's because fair, you would yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> so okay. consider yourself scoffed at. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, Creed is my number nine, a movie that I love. So let's go now to number eight. Tyler, what do you got? Number eight uh, is actually weirdly appropriate now that I think about it, is eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Eight is eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And it that movie is still one that that gets me. I have I have found myself, and maybe it's because I'm a teacher and so I work with teenagers so much, I'm an eighth grade teacher, that 
it just absolutely hit me. You, you guys were on the episode where I admitted that was the first time I had ever cried in a movie. And hmm. <laughs> at least that I know of it. I'm sure a Star Trek episode got me, you know, back in the day. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, like it's, it's a movie that just has impacted me. And I have found myself like being an apologist for this at all times. Like I, we're, I'm getting the staff of at school to watch it uh, because I think it's such an important movie for us to watch. It, plus it's just, I think it's, it is a movie that captures our time more than many movies uh, can even possibly hope to do. So hmm. I loved it. That's a great pick. It was good. That's definitely one that I feel like with time that could grow even more on me and 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 get up there for me. It's it's on my long list for sure. Um, it definitely feels like a perfect film to put on the best of this decade. Like it right. represents the 2010s so so well. So um, for sure, yeah, I think that's that's great. It is great. That pool scene is so hard yep. to watch. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, Daniel, let's go to you. What's your number eight? My number eight is is the most heartbreaking film of the decade. Um, it definitely lands here for me. And that's Manchester by the Sea. Ugh. This movie oh, yeah. is... Painful. Yes, it really is. It's But it's perfectly written. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. portrait of grief. It is not fun to watch by any means, but it, it's just so raw and so mm-hmm. real and um almost weirdly like operatic in a strange way but it's just it's just so human and uh, really really overwhelmingly emotional and so uh yeah manchester by the season number eight yeah that's one i i wish i had rewatched because i think that it probably would have cracked my top 10 yeah. um i just it, but I, now that i think about it it's almost what you described is why i didn't watch it it's such a grief filled yeah. um hard movie to watch that i couldn't kind of bring myself to so yeah that's a good point yeah that's a fantastic film uh, a uh, guest on the show he's been on once maybe twice rob alderman is a local mm-hmm. here he used to have a podcast it's uh he doesn't r- do it anymore called the five dollar film podcast and uh, i was a guest on his show uh when we talked about manchester by the sea and i think we talked just the two of us about that movie for an hour mm. and 10 minutes oh, and wow. it's and it was just a deep dive about mm. that film and how what a masterpiece it is that's a great pick that's an absolutely great pick yeah. all right april let's go to you what is your number eight uh my number eight in the same vein is very um serious and human uh-huh. is written and directed by taika watiti and jermaine clement and that is <laughs> what we do in the shadows is peter coming should we be peter's 8,000 years old. We're not going to have Peter at the meeting. Okay, so I wanted to have a quick chat about flat responsibilities because, uh, guys, I think that we're not all pulling our weight here. We're not just pointing the finger at you, Deacon. You're a cool guy, but you're not pulling your weight in the flat. Oh, I'm glad to hear that I'm cool. No, that's not the point, though. Yeah, no, I know. Not a flat meeting about how cool you are. I do my flat chores. No, you don't. No, you yes, don't. I do. That's why we're having the flat meeting. The point is, Deacon, that you have not done the dishes for five years. Vladislav is right. It's unacceptable to have so many bloody dishes all over this bench like this. I'm so embarrassed when people come over here. Well, what does it matter? You bring them over, you kill them! Yeah. Vampires don't do dishes. Deacon's like the rebellious young vampire. He's always doing crazy things, saying crazy things. He's just like the young bad boy of the group. I love it. <laughs> so tragic. Oh, so so good. tragic. It's that actually is, the opposite of human because it's vampires. That's right, right. That's right. I love oh, that movie so much. That's, that's so, so good. good. 
Has anybody watched the show? Just uh, yes, I know. I, I have. have watched the show. I haven't. Yeah. It holds up. I'd say uh, like every other episode is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's about right. It's it's like it's yeah. really it's really solid. I'm not sure it's like laugh out loud funny, but it's 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 good. Yeah. It's definitely gotcha. Good. Okay. Because because so the movie it, is laugh out loud funny. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not the movie. It's not. It's mm-hmm. a step down from the movie, but it's still really solid. So a comedy this high in your top ten of the decade. What is it about it? Is it just that it's that funny that it's what, just what one of those that I you? can watch. I've watched it several times, and like a lot of times when you watch a comedy repeatedly, like the jokes kind of get old and it doesn't stay as funny. But this film is just so it's hilarious every single time. I actually think it gets funnier, and then I always want to watch it with other people. And mm-hmm. it's rare that I find a comedy that I just wanted like, no, you have to watch this film. I agree. I try to convince my dumb brother, and I have five of them, so I have lots of options. But my dumb number two brother, Brandon, for a year to watch that movie, and he and he finally watched it and called me. And of course, what oh, I can't believe I waited this long. The first like fifteen minutes of that movie where they're introducing all the yes. characters is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So that's a great. There's great so pick. many like quotable lines. So too, many. But, yeah, oh, it's so it, that's a fantastic pick. Uh, well, for my number eight, uh, it will not be lighthearted at all. Uh, it's a film that I loved very much. I was very frustrated with the lack of Academy Awards that it should have garnered, although it got, I think, one. And uh, that is Selma. This yeah. is a movie that actually, for me, got better th- on repeat viewings. At first, it can kind of seem just like a traditional is the wrong word, but kind of a standard telling of this story around the Selma March, but the more that you watch it, the more nuanced and layered that that it, it that you uh, recognize it to be, and the performances are stellar. And so it's a movie that I loved and was affected by very deeply, that is Selma. That's nice. good. All right. I, I, Moving. That's one Go ahead. that I, I had a really bad viewing experience. I had a very annoying, loud person next to me, and so I still really enjoyed the movie, but, but I mm. think I would have enjoyed it more, and I actually just haven't, I haven't gotten around to rewatching it, so I definitely need to, I need to do that. Yeah, after first viewing, this would not have been in my top 10. Top 20 for sure, but on repeat viewings, uh, it gets even stronger in mm. my opinion. You know what's funny? So. When you were when you were setting up this pick, you said you were frustrated at the, Academy, the lack of Academy Awards love, but then it won one. I thought I, you were setting up A Star is Born. Same. Uh, I was, that's why I went, oh, yeah. yeah. And what's yep. funny is they both only won original yep. song, so that's, that's great. <laughs> there you go. So now we're up to number seven. We're moving along here. Tyler, what's your number seven? My number seven is The King's Speech. That, Whoa. that is a movie I – and again, maybe I'm a, rhetor- I'm a rhetoric teacher. I am a speech and writing teacher, and so, so maybe that just hits me in a really good way. But that's one of the first movies that I remember walking out of, and, and we saw it on Christmas Day. I think, Daniel, you were there. I think we all saw it, and I walked out and went, went okay, I've just watched a guy win the Academy Award. Like it just is – it was a – it's just a moving movie, and it's it's so well done. And Colin Firth just blows it out of the park. It's just so good. Yeah, nice. I loved it. Yeah, that movie okay. because of its its competition with the Social Network, where a lot of people think the Social Network should have won Best Picture instead of The King's Speech. A lot of people like trash The King's Speech because yeah. of it. But like, I mean, yeah, I think Social Network is better. But I but this is still a phenomenal phenomenal movie for sure. 
Yeah, it's a good. It's really good. I I, I have yet to revisit it. I think I need to because I really enjoyed it, but it just felt. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It didn't make me just go over the moon for it. It's one I've taught it every year since it came out. I think uh, it's since 2012. Since since which I know one school that I moved to that that I started teaching it. So it's one I've I've just watched it so many times, and I I love it every time. I have never gotten bored watching it too. Excellent. Okay, great pick. All right, Daniel, your number seven. For my number seven pick, it is what I consider the most underrated movie of the decade, or maybe maybe most overlooked movie of the decade. No one talks about this. No one. It's almost like no one saw it, even though it's a pretty mainstream film. And that is Love and Mercy, the Beach Boys biopic. That's a good one with Paul Dano wow. and John Cusick. Excuse me. Oh. Can I help you today? I'd like to buy a car. Hi, I'm Dr. Eugene Landy. Do you know who this man is? Brian Wilson. Of the Beach Boys. Ah. Round, round, get around. I get around. Yeah, get around, round, round. We've all grown up in California. The brothers here, Dennis, Ryan, and Carl. So I listen to those harmonies. I would teach them to my brothers. And we'd all sing. Listen to me. I'm going on and on. What about you, Melinda? Why don't you have a boyfriend? He broke my heart. You shouldn't have done that. You hear the new Beatles? We can't let them get ahead of us. Got all kinds of new ideas, new sounds, new instruments. You think we could get a horse in here? I'm picking up vibrations. We've played with everyone. Sinatra, Elvis, you. Blowing our minds. If you want to continue to see him, you should know. Brian is a very, very sick man. Uh, if you haven't seen this film... It is the most original biopic, one of the most original biopics I've ever seen. It is not just your standard music, you know, rise and fall kind of biopic. It is so beautifully created. It is emotional. It is atmospheric. Um, some of the most incredible sound mixing I've I've ever seen in a film. Um, and it is just moving. And, and I've seen this movie numerous times since it came out in, I think uh, it was 2015. Man, it is just, I, it's just brilliant. And it's just, it's disappointing that I don't, I don't see people talking about the movie. Have you all seen this movie? Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Oh man, April, you got to go see it. You got to go watch too. it. That, that was a, a, not a great viewing experience for me. Mm. I watched it on the plane. Oh, and come so, on. Mm. Yeah. No, that's so it's one I, so I haven't revisited since then. I liked it. I certainly liked it. I just, I don't think it had the impact mm. that it should have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same here. I liked it quite a bit, but just didn't land on me the way that it did for you. Although I have a couple of uh, film critics uh, that I really respect that in their respective years had that in their top three of the year. So you're not alone yeah. in, uh, in in really placing it very high. So that's that's an unexpected pick. All I right. know. Well, no, very... Nobody talks about it. I think I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. So you go watch it because it's just it's so worth it. And it's it's worth more discussion for sure. I agree. I agree with that for sure. All right, April, what's your number seven? This is based on a novel that I read and loved, and I was so excited for this film. I had super high expectations, and I really think it might be the best adapted movie from a novel that I've ever seen because it kept me on the edge of my seat even though I knew everything that was going to happen, and that is Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great pick. That's Yeah, I was a big fan. Oh, yeah. So good. That's... That's that's in my it's way up there. It's high up for me, but it's, it didn't make my top my top 20. <laughs> it's but, way man, up it's there. So Not good. even in top 100, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's, top, it's in the top 100, you know. No, but it's good. That's really good. 
that movie's fantastic. I in reviewing my top tens for the last decade, that was my number four, I think, that year. That's a great movie. Yeah. That is an an excellent choice. We need for David sure. Fincher to return. He's got a new movie out this year. Finally, yeah, wow. absolutely. Well, my number seven is a film that I loved dearly for lots of different reasons. It has some of the most memorable scenes related to uh, to the story. It's so beautifully shot, and I was very, very aggravated at the number of Oscars that it was nominated for, and it only won one. <laughs> And that movie is a star. There you go. go. I love it. (laughs) So it's my number seven. I loved that movie very much as we talked about. It's uh, Daniel. I think it was your number one or two. It was my number one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just revisiting that movie. The first hour and 20 minutes of that movie are perfect. And the last, the coda is perfect and the music is phenomenal. And it's so, the performances are anchored by, I don't think Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga's performance is it is a revelation mm-hmm. for sure, but Bradley Cooper, I think it's his most nuanced and mature performance that he's ever given. I just love this movie and mm-hmm. am, am still baffled today that the the lack of, um, I mean, I guess not lack of recognition, but the lack of wins that this movie got. Mm-hmm. I think it will stand the test of time because it is, it's an all-time great in my opinion. No so. doubt, no doubt. Like, yeah, I said at the, like I said at the top, I, I think that's one, as it grows on me a little bit more, I could definitely see that moving up in my top 20, top 10 for sure. Chad, I think you have a type. Uh-oh. movies that are nominated for a lot of films that's right yeah. my type is always disagreeing with the academy you're right <laughs> <laughs> you're right okay well that gets us to now our number six picks so let's go to you tyler what is your number six well this one is is one that has shifted the most um this was actually not in my top 20 i think and then rewatched it and i was like why in the world is this not in my top 10 and so it shot up uh and in fact it replaced Um, something that went down after I watched it recently. It is It Follows. I used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy driving along some pretty road. It's never about going anywhere, really. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. Okay? You awake? What are you doing? You're not gonna believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's gonna follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. All you can do is pass it along to someone else. Wow. Is, is That's number a good six. one. It is, it is my go-to, honestly, for I want – this is maybe a spoiler for later, but like this is one of my go-tos for I just want a good, solid horror movie. Um, it's It Follows. It's just such a good movie, and it's it just messes with all kinds of tropes all the time. I love it. The social commentary in that is just brilliant, too. Yeah. I'm yep. not sure that it I is, got It so Follows – I'm not, it didn't. It didn't quite click with me. It was really interestingly made and filmed. I'm not sure that it. I'm not sure that it clicked with me. Yep, loved it. I spent way too much time trying to figure out what I would do practically if that happened to me. <laughs> right? That's what I mean. It's I, a movie. Like I literally sat down and wrote down. I was like, okay, so what if I? I don't want to spoil. It. I was like, so if I did this and I found this kind of person, it was crazy. Oh yeah, it's crazy. That that's a very interesting, interesting film, and I liked it very much too, very much. All right, uh, Daniel, what's your number six? So uh, interestingly, we're we're 
quite a few movies in here, and none of us have repeated any movies at all. Uh, I was thinking the which same is thing. Interesting. Uh, until now, I'm going to have the first one. So this is the the first movie that's been already been mentioned, and uh, the Florida Project is my number six. There you go. Um, all right, y'all are brothers. And I know <laughs> it's not going to be the last time we hear of that. That's going to be on somebody else's list for sure. Um, <laughs> you don't know I me. Know you. Um, <laughs> this movie. This movie grew on me so much. Um, it, it is completely moving. It's pure fun at the same time. Brooklyn Prince is just amazing. Um, yes. a- along with Get Out, I feel like I feel like and, and Eighth Grade on Tyler's list. I feel like this is a movie that really represents this decade really well yeah. from like a social perspective. It just feels of this time, um, and so I think that's I think that kind of helps it feel really well placed on this list. And so it's just it's just moving. It's different too. I, I can't really compare it to anything else on my list. Um, it's just very unique. So yeah, the Florida Project is my number six. That's a terrible pick. Oh, yeah, I actually have not seen that one oh, either. Man. Oh man, I know that is such a yeah, good movie. You gotta watch. No, it. I can't like pick apart any of your picks. You gotta watch it. <laughs> just yeah, kidding. that movie wasn't nominated for any Academy well, Award. Well, it was one. a crime. One. Defoe was. Was it one? Defoe, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's that right. That was a that's crime right. that that wasn't uh, nominated for more. It was. Yep. It mm. was. Very good pick. Very good. All right, April, your number six. Well, this is the second repeat of the episode mm. and daniel i hope you got my back but that is silver linings playbook yes. oh nice yes, yes, wonderful yes. i love that film it is so it's much so good fun. yes yep. chris where are you when i need you <laughs> it, that one is oh, very man. it's very high up for me it just didn't quite crack it but it's a good so movie. Good. great it's movie. just it's just like a comfortable movie it's it's just so, so good overrated. it's like a it's human it's like a rainy day loving movie. people through your own crap it's mm. great yes that one I wish I had rewatched again. Uh, I don't know if I said this when you when you said yours, Daniel. I wish I had re- rewatched it again because I suspect it would have cracked my mm. at least my top twenty of my not, not my ten. Well, it didn't, did it? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm mm. so sorry. No, you're not sorry. You made the right <laughs> you made the right choice there. Okay. Well, my number six again with the uh, antithesis of feel good and comfortable uh, is a movie that. Uh, wrecked me fully in the theater and was one of the more difficult watching experiences that I've had, but it was my number one for that year, and it is 12 Years a Slave. Mm, wow. Yeah. Absolutely. The performances are just, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o won an Academy Award for her performance. The direct, uh, The directing is unbelievable the writing won an academy award it's just and uh, did mcqueen win a director's award too for this one i don't remember uh, no it just won best picture just best picture just i got gotcha. it was one of those things where i just I, I was familiar with the story and there are a long line of of slavery pictures and this was the first one that i thought really just that i had seen that really just met the topic head on and didn't pull any punches and just told a story that was redemptive, but also human and just magnificent. So it is extremely hard to watch. I've watched it one, one other time since, uh, since my first viewing and it's, you'd never find yourself in a mood for that kind of movie, but it is just masterfully yeah. done. And so it's my number six. Good pick for sure. All right. So we're now into our top five. Here we go. We're moving along quite nicely. Tyler, what's your number five? My number five is Baby Driver. Mm, it's so good. Mm, okay. That movie is it's one of the few movies that the moment we walked out of it, I wanted to go right back in and just watch it again. Like no no pause, no nothing. I'll maybe I'll go to the bathroom and get a get another 
Coke or whatever and then go back, right back in. Like it just was so – it's so good. It's it's basically a musical. It's choreographed. It's just – I think it's a nearly perfect film. Basically five to one for me are I think perfect films. Wow. wow. Yeah. I like Baby Driver. I like it a lot. It's great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's really, really good. It's, it's, it's one of the coolest films of the decade. Yes. Yep, absolutely. For sure. All right, Daniel, that, that brings us to you. What is your number five? You know, Tyler said exactly what I was going to say, uh, not about Baby Driver, but uh, I feel like at this point in my list, we're, we're, we're into perfect films. Um, the, the, my top five are, are I, I, I'm hard-pressed to pick anything I dislike about these films. They're near, very nearly perfect. And so my number five is yet another 2017 film. That's Lady Bird. Lady Bird Whoa. is so brilliantly written. It is hilarious and um, and really comfortable. It is, you know, it's somehow Greta Gerberg's figured out this way between Lady Bird and Little Women to, to create these these lovable, beautiful, cozy environments that still pack an emotional punch. And so that's what Lady Bird is to me. It's quick. It's it's uh, it's really fast paced, and there's no wasted space. And uh, yeah, it's really really moving. So Lady Bird is my number five. That was one that I liked but didn't love but i know that you loved it yeah. very much you need to rewatch so that, that is definitely your kind of movie it is. So you have, now that you now that you love little women you need to go back and rewatch it seriously <laughs> i i think you'll appreciate it more i'm not joking <laughs> little women is far superior but i sure i will definitely watch it again that's <laughs> that's, that's that's fair all right april what's your number five okay so this film is not perfect and i recognize that but this was one of those heart films for me and just for context, because I feel like it's going to add to the to the whatever. It was Christmas 2011, and my th- this is kind of sad, but my dad had passed away from cancer September before, and we were out with my grandma wanting to find a church to go to on a Wednesday night because we were all just, like, really sad and dealing with grief and, like, really in the throes of it. And all the churches were closed, so we're like, let's go see a movie. And it was the only PG movie that was around because it was the only movie we felt comfortable watching with my grandma. And this movie wrecked me. It was like everything that I needed in the moment. It felt like, just felt like the screen gave me a hug and it dealt with grief. And I had no idea it dealt with grief, but it, my whole family, we cried so hard and I've watched it several times since then. And every time I just, I cry more in this movie than any other movie. And it is Cameron Crowe's We Bought a Zoo. Attempt to start up. I shall try to start over. Sunlight. Joy. I salute you and the great times we had together, and I quit. This is exactly what we've been looking for. It's a bit complicated. What's so complicated about this place? It's a zoo. Welcome to your zoo. This is what you want. It's not what I want. At the risk of stating the obvious, you're insane. The sellers say you don't even need any special knowledge to run a zoo. What you need is a lot of heart. Oh, wow. I have not seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that's been on my list to watch for a while, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, and I I don't know if I hadn't personally dealt with grief, if it would have been as good of a movie, obviously, for me. But for me, it was... uh, it, it it just killed me. <laughs> mm. That is one of the movies that I do not understand. Why, I don't think it people hate it, but it kind of was dismissed. And yeah. I agree with you that that's a really great, hopeful, uplifting film. I I really love that movie quite a bit. 
Mm. Yeah, I was very surprised by it. I mean, I actually knew nothing about it other than Matt Damon and Scarlett Johansson. And we were all just like sobbing messes by the end of it. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. I'm going to go watch <laughs> well, it. It is. It's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Well, my number five is a movie. And I guess now that we're in our top five, we probably are going to have a few more repeats. But Daniel, call this shot. My number five mm-hmm. is The Florida Project. Nice. For Wonderful. all the reasons that he said, it was my number one that year. I don't remember if it was your one or two, Daniel. It was up there somewhere. Yeah, that's right. And so it's a movie that I loved. Uh, it's definitely better than Lady Bird. It's a movie that I, <laughs> it's a movie that I loved for all the reasons, the performances, the cinematography, the uh, the messaging of the film. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's just absolutely beautiful, and I love it endlessly. And I wish more people would see it. Yeah. I still have a hard time getting people now that it's older; they're even less interested to watch this movie. But for those that do, I think you're you're in for a treat. It's for also sure. an interesting movie to watch with other people. That was at least that's been my experience because it's it the movie's kind of off-putting at first oh yeah um, right because it's it's a bunch of little kids like with potty mouths and they're all like cussing up a storm and you're kind of like wait what am i about to watch this is not fun and then it clicks in and it's just it's just beautiful yeah although to be fair children cursing is always fun to me (laughs) endlessly hysterical (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're in our top four tyler what's your number four well we have another repeat this one is Ladybird. Nice. Of course. Oh, it, this is one. And again, I, I do feel like Little Women actually probably would be right up next to it um, on a repeat. But it's I, just, I almost like couldn't put it up there without rewatching it. But Ladybird is one that it's it's got everything for me. It's a coming of age story. It's Saoirse Ronan. It's hilarious. It is. It's so subtly written. It's just funny. It was at my top three, maybe two or three um, of that year. I, it's just a great movie. It's it's, it's fantastic. Okay. Can't argue with More that. love for Lady Bird from the Howitz. Okay. Uh, Daniel, what about you? What's your number four? You know, there there are a few obvious films that I feel like are, are going to be on tons of best of the decade lists. Like if you Google it, there's going to be all sorts of standard ones. And so I've got, I've got two, at least two of those on here that are not super original picks for, for these types of lists, but it's just... It's kind of, I feel like they're undeniable. And so the first one of those for me is Mad Max Fury Road. It is Mm. just so pulse pounding and stunningly put together. It's wholly original, which which is funny because it's a reboot sequel, but it still just feels so fresh and new, full of stunts, effects, and it's just, it's just a blast. It's just so much fun, so much energy in it. So Mad Max Fury Road. I have no doubt that if Chris were here, he would give a full-throated support to that pick, (laughs) and Josh would equally hate it. Yep, yep. We never could understand why Josh hated that movie so much, but he hates it. But that's a good pick for sure. I think there are a lot of people that uh, are on that Mad Max train with you for sure. Okay. All right. April, what's your number four? Uh, My number four uh, has Saoirse Ronan in it. And it deals with leaving and moving away from your friends and your family. And it's beautiful and it's emotional and it's raw. And that is Brooklyn. So (laughs) Look at you with the misdirection. (laughs) Love it. That's such a good movie. You know, Brooklyn and Lady Bird were only two years apart. And just it shows her insane range. So she She feels like completely different people. She feels like t- like a ten year age difference between those two mm. movies. It's it's crazy to me. It just really it, I, that's a great movie. So good. Yeah, she's she's becoming one of my favorite actresses for sure. 
Yeah, Brooklyn is fantastic. It's another film that's also better than Lady Bird. Thank you for keeping that going. That's, that's good. What did you think of Lady Bird, uh, April? I don't think I've heard. Uh, I'm a big fan of Lady Bird, nice. actually. Nice. I liked it better than Little Women. Okay, I can't. Good. Oh, good. Nice. Silliness. Listen, I like Lady Bird. I like it a lot. I just like. I don't think it's the greatest like you do, and so I have to take every opportunity to <laughs> See, now at this bring point, some sanity back. Now at this this point, is, we ought to be called the hyperbolic oh podcast gosh. is what we ought to be called. Now, now at this point, he, there's no way. Like, he's going to rewatch it, and he's, he's going to have his feet so dug in the sand. That he's <laughs> right. Gonna, I'm going to hate it. I'm yeah. gonna, he's going to cry, but I'm, I'm going to come back. Worst of the decade. Come back and, like, that was a stupid look. <laughs> so <line>. dumb. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, my number four is a movie that Chris and Melody and myself had a bonding emotional experience over, <laughs> even though we didn't, we didn't see it together. Obviously, they live in Florida, and I I live in Tennessee, but we both had the same wholly unique reactions for us anyway. And that is I watched this movie. I finished this movie and I was waiting on my ride because my wife had dropped me off and she was shopping. And so I was stuck there for probably a good 15 minutes or so before she came to pick me up. And I was sitting outside the theater and there was a little bench there when I began to think on the film and I literally broke down and wept like like a <laughs> child. I didn't do that I in the movie. Picture you. Didn't, I'm telling you, people thought I was crazy. I didn't do that in the film. I did it outside as I began to reflect on what that film was. And so I called Chris and Melody and they were and they were laughing because I knew they were seeing it, too. And they said the exact same. They were in the car on the way home and started talking about the movie and what they would do in that situation. And they both <laughs> broke down and cried together. Oh, anyway, that movie is a rival. Yeah. I love this oh. movie so, good. so much. And as a as a parent, um, the questions that it confronts you with are heartbreaking and also uh, real. And it's just, it's a movie that I was profoundly moved, but also entertained the cinematography, the mystery of what is happening, the sci-fi story. It is a masterclass top to bottom. Mm. And I love it. One of my favorites of the decade. And, and it, it's just a marvelous film. So I actually Arrival. have a funny story with Arrival. Arrival almost made my top 10, but it didn't. But regardless, that, <laughs> so we, that was the very first date that my husband and I went on after my daughter was born, my first daughter. So she was like two months old and we were like, we're going to get away. We were kind of feeling like, man, we've lost our independence. This whole parrot thing, like <laughs> what the crap? We're like, As you let's, do. <laughs> yeah, which is true. I'm like, let's go watch a movie to just forget about her. Like, we're going to just be like independent, single <laughs> and go to this movie. Like an alien invasion movie would be safe, right? Oh, Wrong. Oh, we were like bawling <laughs> all the way home. Oh, and like, brutal. As soon as we got home, I just like went into her room and just picked her up and just sobbed over You're her. You're so right. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and when Laura picked me up, she was, what is wrong with you? Because I was still... I was like, I, even if we only had it for a few years, I would do it. It's just, uh, it's I haven't rewatched that since becoming a parent, so I don't know. Yeah, well, good oh, luck with that. Me. <laughs> I just yeah. taught that movie actually. That so I did a, a brief sci-fi in TV and film elective for school, and that was the one we we picked, and the kids just ate it up. We had kids crying in the in the aisle. Oh, it was, it's beautiful. It was awesome. It's a beautiful movie, and it's it's not just the messaging; it's put together oh, just yeah. immaculately. It's just beautiful. All right, so we're to our top three. Oh, Here yeah. we go, Tyler, number three. 
This one is the second film. I think my only repeat director on my top 10 list. My top 20 has a few more, but but this is a repeat director. It's not Greta Gerwig. It's not Little Women, although maybe someday. It is Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, this this movie, I... Man, I so... For me, it's it's even more personal. But this this is the movie that made me figure out what my master's thesis was going to be about. I uh, saw the movie, found out that it was based on a uh, on a graphic novel series. Went and read it, and basically spent the next six months of my life, you know, figuring out what my what my master's thesis was going to be. And and I did a whole thing on on a genre. I invented a new genre of literature for it. It was it was just awesome. I, I absolutely loved it. it just it shot me into a whole new world of analysis but i also just i this is a movie i can put on at any point in time and just smile and while away two hours too it's it's so good so fun so good it's great very original movie it's, it's so so well put together yeah i love i loved the idea of, and the execution of that more than i had any kind of connection with it yeah uh, but i still yeah, very same. much appreciate that movie for sure for sure. I need to revisit it. I've only seen it once. I probably should revisit that at some point. That's a movie for years that like whenever just friends and I were getting over, uh, would come over and we we're like, we just need to watch Scott Pilgrim again. So I, I don't even know how many times I've watched it. It's so good. Excellent pick. All right. Uh, Daniel to you. Number three. Number three for me is that other undeniable movie kind of that I was talking about that I, I expect this to be on many, many lists and it still holds up. It is. It's the social network. I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun, and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles? I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. Site got 2,200 hits within two hours? Thousand. 22,000. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions? You stole our website. They're saying we stole the Facebook. I know what it says. So did we. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster than any of us ever imagined it would behind. Let's sue him in federal court. I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and what you write as a check. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd invented Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on Do you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! It is excellent. It's one of the best mm. scripts of the decade. It, it holds up 10 years later. In fact, it almost takes on a, a whole new meaning now that Facebook is a completely different entity and, and right. has a lot more responsibility in this world. And so um, it kind of really changes how you view Mark Zuckerberg, or at least how I view Mark Zuckerberg, when watching this movie. Um, so yeah, so social network is, uh, is such a good movie and it's my number three. What won the Academy award that year? King speech, King speech, yeah. King speech, yeah. All right. which, All which right. is a very great movie. I don't want to like disparage the King speech at the expense of, of social network, but it, the social network should have won it. It really should have won, but oh well. Hmm. Yeah, that is a great movie. Again, one of those that I don't love, but I really do appreciate for sure. I love the script, for sure. Okay, April, what's your number three? I think this movie is incredibly underrated, and I actually missed it in theaters because I didn't hear much about it at all, but I've seen it several times since then, and every time I watch it, it's just so good. It keeps me entertained, and I honestly don't think I have much that I would change about it. I think it's near perfect, and that is Edge of Tomorrow. 
Wow. Oh, hey. Number three. Yes. All right. It's so good, guys. It is. It's great. I, it I didn't expect that to be number three of the decade. I know. But it's a great movie. I wasn't either, but it's so good. It is. That's it. That's all Isn't I Isn't that to movie say. called like Live, Die, Rinse, and Repeat or something like that? <laughs> Didn't they change it? Yeah, it, like it was. It, they had and then no they idea what they were doing with that movie in terms they of marketing. Were te- it was yeah. terrible marketing. Yeah. But, but but it, it, it kind of benefited movie. for me. I, I felt like watching that was such an amazing surprise because it looked like it was yeah. going to be garbage, and it's a great right. movie. It's it is great. They're, they're making. I mean, they're going to make a sequel of it. Edge of Tomorrow is so generic. I know it's that, a terrible yeah. name. It's baffling how. Did nobody watch the movie right. before they marketed it to be like, hey, we've got something really great here? And, and yeah, they like changed not. the name yeah. like mid-release or they did. something uh, stupid. The, the, yeah. uh, the Blu-ray, the, the home home video release has the title being Live, Die, Repeat. And like Edge of Tomorrow is like a little s- subtitle. It's it's very strange. It's a very weird It's crazy. very strange. Yeah. But the movie's really good it if is. you can ever watch it. It's so good. Yeah, the movie's fantastic. And it has picked up a cult following is probably not the right way to describe yeah. it, but a very strong following ever yeah. since the, the release on Blu-ray. People have really championed that film. It's a great pick. My number three is a movie that was not my number one of the year, um, the year we did it, but... As these lists are very fluid, it is now. And of the movies on my top ten, this is probably the one I've watched the most out of any of them. And it is a movie that I, without hesitation, call a masterpiece. And that movie is Whiplash. I love this movie. It is my favorite closing scene. It's in my top ten closing scenes of of all time i'm a singer and a musician so it also resonates in a different way i also sang for uh, an individual who motivates through negative reinforcement and so i could relate to a lot Mm -hmm. of it i I love everything about it the performance performances are great the musical sequences are great the editing is phenomenal it's just a magnificent film that i love every time i see it more and more and that's whiplash number three Very that's good. so good i remember that was out around the same time american sniper was mm-hmm. in the theater and i remember being more on the edge of my seat and intense in whiplash oh, yeah. than oh, yeah. in american no sniper. question my hands were sweaty the whole yeah. throughout the whole movie oh, yeah it's, it's so crazy yeah. yes so good. that is a stressful movie yeah. so that that yeah. movie came so close to me it, um I was redoing my list this morning, and I it was my number ten for the longest time, and then I just get I get out, just edged it, edged it out. So it's my number eleven, but that is a great. Pick. No disrespect to get out, but come on, Daniel. <laughs> uh, so no, that's fair. So Whiplash is it's that's great. I absolutely love it. Which now brings us to our top two picks of the decade, the entire decade. Mm. Tyler, what's your number two? Well, this one I don't think is a a crazy one at all and in fact i know it's been said at least once um and i predict that it will be said again la la land um la la land is well we'll and we'll talk about it more i'm sure daniel did you have that was that your number three uh no i have not said it yet oh okay oh whose was whose was lower it was chad no he thought it's not on my list how dare you oh yeah lower for me (laughs) Oh, that's what. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I that's what what it was. Yeah, this is just a movie. Again, I think I've I think I've seen it twice this year. It is. It's just. It's just a nearly perfect film on all levels, from the opening moment to the last, uh, and even the, the twist, which is which I I have kids who still debate this with me. I've had a, I had a kid storm one of my students stormed into my classroom not long ago, having rewatched it because I had said. Just watch it again. the The ending is perfect. It's exactly what it needs to be. And she was nearly crying again because she just hated the ending. But but it was so impactful. And I think regardless of what you feel feel about it, it's a moving film. Unless you're Chad. 
Hey, <laughs> listen, you howitz are nothing if not predictable. We know your love for La La Land. That movie was number seven on my list in the top ten that year. So it's a movie that I do very much enjoy. <laughs> it's not a musical. It is. It is. It is not. And it has the top ten it's in my top 10 greatest endings of any film ever. Um, And if not for that ending, then it would be even lower, but it's fine. I just, I love that Daniel loves it so much. And now (laughs) I see that you do as well. And that's fine. You love what you love. Uh, Did you like La La Land April? Yeah. I mean, I liked it. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm sure we will hear about that again. Daniel, what is your number two? Hey, La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I, I was like, I was second guessing. I was like, no way, Daniel had this lower than me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> spoiler for my number two. Uh, th- this this film was interesting for me. Um, in its year, in in 2013, I I think it ranked at the time ranked third for me of the year. But then over the past few years, it's grown more and more on me. And then in my initial long list for the best of the decade, I placed it like pretty low. It's like. 20 25 something like that and and I, it was one of those that i rewatched uh for this and, and upon rewatching it uh i just had i just had a crazy experience it all the way up to yeah, two it shot from 20 all wow. the way up to number two and in that rewatch it actually took a spot in my top 10 films of all time it completely wow. just impacted me and moved me so much and and that movie is spike jones's her I, wow. I am so moved by this movie. It's so romantic and melancholic and beautiful and heartbreaking and all of it rolled into one. It's so unique and I love it so, so, so much. And I'm so glad that I rewatched it for this list because it really it made a big impact on me. And, and like I said, it's now in my top 10 films of all time. And so, yeah, her is my number two. Wow. That is a surprise. It's, yeah. It's, that is it's so good. It's just it's so good. Great pick. All right. That's definitely surprising that high. Okay. Uh, April, what is your number two? Well, except for Daniel's last pick, we've been on a Damien Chazelle kick, and I'm going to keep <laughs> yeah. keep that La La going. Land. All right. Moving on. With <laughs> dun, 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 Whiplash. Five, six, and. I want to be great. And you're not. We got Buddy Rich here. Little trouble there. You're rushing. Here we go. Were you rushing or were you dragging? I I don't know. If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will gut you like a pig. Oh, my dear God. Are you one of those single-tier people? You are a worthless pansy ass who is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a nine-year-old girl. So how's it going with the studio band? Good. Yeah, I think he likes me more now. I push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that is an absolute necessity. I want to be one of the greats. And because I'm doing that, it's going to take up more of my time. And this is why I don't think that we should be together. I would never let him put my son through hell. Why would you let him get away with what he did to you? There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Yes. Yes. Great. Yes, it's uh, can't fault you. I mean, that's a, that's such an amazing movie. Damien Chazelle, it's it crazy so just how. I mean, I don't want to have spoilers for my number one pick, but it seems like we all might have Damien Chazelle movies on our uh, on our. Oh, top might list. we? <laughs> well, I, I was gonna say uh, too, like we like he 
it, would he then be the top ten or the top director, top director of, of the decade? decade? Yeah, screeners top I believe director. He would. Yeah. yeah, I've got I've got two Edgar Wright, but I think I'm the only one with Edgar Wright yeah, on any list at all. Yeah. Um, well, here's a fun story. I saw the original short film that was made as a proof of concept for Whiplash mm. when it premiered at Sundance in You went to Sundance? So. Yeah, did you know? Oh. <laughs> Have I not mentioned that? <laughs> anyway, that's awesome. fun fact. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I approve of that pick. And I have no problem if, if uh, Chazelle is our uh, consensus director. I think all three of his films are masterpieces, and First Man as well is underrated. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, that is what it is. My number two is actually a repeat. It has been mentioned, but only once. It's a movie that I think is a masterpiece. I think the acting is beyond reproach. I think the writing is phenomenally good, and it's also very difficult to watch, and that movie is Manchester by the Sea. For all the reasons that Daniel mentioned when he brought it up on his list, and this movie's perfect for what it is and for what the story it's trying to tell it is perfect. This is the one of those movies that when the it happens in, in varying degrees, but when the credits rolled in this film, and I saw it in a packed, I mean, it was packed out, smaller indie theater, probably 150 seats or whatever, but the credits rolled and nobody moved mm, yeah. for like the entire, mm. and I'm not, I'm being 100% serious, maybe a couple people in, in dead silence, people sat for the entirety and it was just such a moving experience, just a great movie. So Manchester by the Sea. Great Which now brings us to our number ones of the decade hey, in the. Hey, do y'all the, want to? Since you guys all know my number one pick, do you guys want to guess each other's number one pick? See if we can guess it, or do, you, or would we rather have the reveal? That sounds like a no. I don't That's know fine. that I would have any chance of guessing y'all's picks. <laughs> okay. Like I just, I know what Chad's films. is and I know what Tyler's is, so that's that's fine. We can yeah. just go ahead. So you just want to <laughs> guess mine? Tyler's Daniel's like, if mine's messed up, I want everybody <laughs> to be messed up. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, feel free because I'm the one who said Lala. No, like continue. It's fine. It's fine. All go right. Fine. So Daniel, to be fair, as we go to our number one picks of the decade, we have you can b- blame your brother, but we have uh, spoiled yours. So we'll let you go no, first no, this time. No. no, go ahead. I'll let I'll let Tyler I'll let Tyler reveal. <laughs> his own just go for it okay <laughs> Dale, right, do, you want, do you want to reveal mine Dave? no go for it go for it <laughs> all right Tyler what's your number one it's the social network yeah. that mm-hmm. is just it's Aaron Sorkin's writing it's David Fincher's directing it is Jesse Eisenberg just killing it I I think it is a fantastic film and again characteristic like like um again Daniel I think you said it where did you have it Daniel uh, that's my number three um, yeah, I think it's characteristic of this decade. It yeah. just it, it's shocking that it's only ten years ago. That's what's crazy to me. It was, it was you would have it, the social social media has taken over our lives so much that it, it's crazy that it was only ten years ago that this was made. It actually almost to me it, it feels it feels like it should be longer than ten years ago. Like if right. this feels like archaic, it's like whoa, like that's all we knew about social media right. <laughs> and it, ten years ago. You know, it's 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 insane. Yep. That is true. Number one of the decade. All right. Great pick there. And Daniel, tell us how much you love your number mm, one pick. I love it. To, to shock <laughs> everyone. La La love it. To, to, to shock everyone, <laughs> my number one is La La Land. Come on. You, you all knew it. What? Um, look, there's no questions. And, and forget the jokes. Okay. Pr- put all the jokes aside. Let me let me talk. I'm let not. Me, I, will, I will never forget the <laughs> let jokes. Let me talk about my continue. love for this movie real quick. Forget all the the Oscar controversy, all that stuff. This 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 movie is stunning. It is it, the amazing music. Um, I still listen to it today. I've watched this film 
so, so, so many times. It moves me. The chemistry between Ryan Gosling and M. Stone is just undeniable. It, this movie is really important to me. I, it really, it really does move me. It's like comfort food. Um, I, I told you, her is in my top ten of all time, and clearly, La La Land is in my top ten of all time, top five of all time. It is just, it's just so good. I know every moment of this film and love everything about it. And and so yeah, it's 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 my number one of the decade and one of my favorite films of all time. Two options: you either follow my rules or follow my rules. Capiche? Thank you. I can do it a different way. No, that's, that's fine. Thank you very much. I just heard you play, and I wanted... It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own rules, you know? Write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. Is that going to happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Maybe I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting. Good for you, Daniel. I am glad that you love that movie. It's a great movie. It actually is a very good movie. Thank you for admitting that. All right, April, here we are, your favorite yes. film of the entire decade. Out of the entire thousands of movies decade. released in the 2010s, what's your number one? I cannot believe that none of y'all have this on your top tens so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for sure when I was making this list, like, everyone's going to have this film. This this is like the one that was just a no-brainer. But, you know, I guess film is, you know, however you receive it. So anyway, it is smart, innovative uh, innovative, thrilling, and when I think of like a near perfect film, I just don't think you get better than this. Um, and that is Christopher Nolan's Inception. Mm, interesting. <laughs> it was oh. on my list. It is like number eleven. It's it's so good. It's so good. It it's yep. just for for ten years ago was when it was when it came out. It was just I felt like it was beyond its time. It was like yep. unlike anything I had ever seen up until that point, and I was just pumped afterwards and it has held up since then no doubt i I, great. I can't fault you that pick at all i think it's so good phenomenal it kind of re christopher Nolan kind of changed what we think about blockbusters i think with that yeah. movie mm-hmm. and yeah it's a great movie it's it's crazy christopher nolan from if we were doing top 20 so my, my list that i've that i've published before is is top 20 there are two christopher nolan's maybe even three i'd have to look at where dunk no dunkirk is, is in like the 40s but uh but yeah 19 and 16 interstellar and inception mm. i mean there he is undeniably a a, a an essential director for the 20 the i didn't like interstellar but oh, loved inception wow. that one i love it as well but not quite as much uh <laughs> as everybody else it probably it was in my top 25 of the decade but not my top 10 Man, um, but, but i re- to- just really loved that i felt like there was like a mutual love among everybody for that film but yeah, i guess i, I know it's great yeah whatever my, my top y'all 20. suck top 20. <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank yeah. you uh, no one cares about your top 20 tyler that's it's there. true it's there. we all care <laughs> that's true <laughs> Well, so my pick is not a surprise. Daniel knows it. And this is a film that is extremely polarizing. Unlike uh, April, I don't have any illusions that this film is beloved by most of the peoples. Um, But it is a film that moved me in a in such a deep way that it, it is in my top five of all time. It's one that is 
it's hard to describe the impact that it had on me when I watched it. And it had the polar opposite impact on other people when they watched it. But my number one of the decade is The Tree of Life by Terrence Malick. There are two ways through life. The way of nature and the way of grace. You have to choose which one you'll follow. We're be grown before that tree is tall. It takes fierce will to get ahead in this world. Come on, hit me. Hit me. Come on, son. He's afraid of you. You expect things that a mulling adult can accomplish. I've just always wanted you to be strong. Be your own man. So there's a there's a quote that I got offline, not a quote, but a review that offline that is very short. I'm just going to read a couple sentences of it because it it perfectly describes my feelings on it. So if you'll indulge me here for a couple sentences, here's what it says. Malik's sensibility remains mythic, drawing together science and apocalyptic vision, faith and fairy tale. His subject is nothing less than how we see ourselves in the universe and the universe in ourselves. It coalesces into inner space, a world of memories refracted through creation stories, archetypes and feelings of guilt and regret. The 2010s brought us a number of remarkably structured, time-haunted coming-of-age stories like Moonlight and Boyhood, but none that attempted a more ambitious fusion of the psalmic and the personal. And that is a perfect way to describe this movie. It The relationship between the, the brothers in that movie is pitch perfect it gets at the existential nature that all of us as human beings regardless of our backgrounds or belief long to fulfill and find meaning and purpose and where did we come from and what are we here for and it still to this day is a top two or three uh, film of all time for me and so this was the easiest pick of the 10 the tree of life and this is not an airplane is not a good place to watch this april (laughs) um and I, I and, and you do have to settle in and watch it. I know there's, you know, the 40 minute creation sequence really yeah, puts a lot w- of people off. I get it. It uh, lost me there. I was like, what? I why, why am I looking at a dinosaur? I cannot apologize for, I mean, I can't I defend it. I totally understand. All yeah. I can say is that for me, it all worked in such a magnificent way that I, I felt like I felt when I left. And so it was my clear number yeah, one. I can't fault you, you for that. Have you seen A Hidden Life yet? I have one? not, which is why yeah. I'm saying it's my most. I'm yeah. going to see it very soon, very soon. Uh, so I have I've watched the Tree of Life three times, and I just can't. I I just I get can't it. get it to click. It just doesn't click for me. I love all the Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain stuff. All, like yeah. that all works so so well for me. So I really like the movie. Sure. Like it's obviously clearly very well made and well done. But I just can't. Mm-hmm. I just can't get there. It is one of those things where. People have always said to me, and I have not had this experience, where they look at a piece of art, a sculpture or a painting, and they're moved Mm. by the impression that it has on them. I can't relate to that. So this movie for me is the same kind of thing. I can't explain to you why it impacts me the way it does. I just know that it does. 
And I also know why others it doesn't. Sure. So it's cool. All right. Yeah. Let's go around and just do some quick honorable mentions because I know it's tough to cram all these movies from a decade. Uh, so, Tyler, any honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, I mean, tons of them. We've mentioned quite a few. Get Out, The Martian. Um, that was Martian was in my top 10 for a yeah. while. Uh, Little Women's Crazy Stupid Love, Zero Dark Thirty, A Star is Born was up there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. A Skyfall. That, that would be the big one. That, mm. that one lowered as I made the list, but it actually started in my top 10. And just as I made the list, it went down. Great picks. Yep. Uh, Daniel, what about you? Yeah, like I said, uh, I, I made a top 20 as well, so I'll just go ahead and read my top 20 um, in order from 20 to 11. That's Gravity, A Star is Born, Knives Out, Honey Boy, Boyhood, Toy Story 3, Room, Moonlight, Creed, and Whiplash. All right, great picks. And April, any honorable mentions? Yeah, um, Spotlight, Short Term 12, Ooh. Get Out, The Avengers of 2012. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Short term twelve, awesome. so good. Yes, yep. great. Pick. I still yep. haven't seen that one. <clears throat> oh my yep. gosh! What? That's what is wrong really with you? Stop rewatching things and go watch yes. that movie immediately. Really? <laughs> my honorable mentions were Short Term Twelve, nice. Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, Toy Story Three, Phoenix, and Inside Out. Phoenix. A little Pixar love. Mm, that is for a good you. one. Yeah, those are our picks for the best of the decade. We hope you gave you something to see if you haven't had a chance to. But with that, let's get into some more of our specific discussions. So, Daniel, take us away. Yeah, well, I, I, we have a few other specific, you know, kind of categories that we wanted to talk through like we do anytime we do episodes like this. But actually, I'm going to throw one that you guys are not prepared for. I'm going to throw this at you that, that just kind of occurred to me as we were going through. What was your favorite year of movies of this decade? Because as I was putting my list together... I realized for me, I had three films from 2017 in my top 10 of the decade. So 2017 for me is just an amazing year of film and, and my list, you know, kind of shows why I love it. So, so for you guys, I, I just want to ask real quick, Chad, what do you, do you have? Do you have an answer off the top of your head? Favorite oh, year off the movie? top of my head, I don't, I would be de- very difficult. I'm just trying to glance. Yeah. Didn't give you, didn't give this one to you guys ahead of time. Mine was either 2010 or 2017. There's, I think one, two... In my top 10, uh, yeah, I have three 2017s and one and three 2010s. Nice. April? Uh, I just, from eyeballing it, I, I think like 2014, maybe? Cool. There's a lot of good ones. Because that's that Whiplash and um, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. I don't know. Maybe other yeah. ones. Interstellar is there, yeah. I guess 2016 for me, my number one and number three, or number two and number three are there. That's Manchester by the yeah. Sea and, the Arri- and Arrival. Yeah. Yeah. So probably that for me. Probably 16. Nice. All right. Sweet. Uh, well, that's cool. Lots of great movies that we've gone through so far, but we want to go through even more. So um, a lot of times uh, our lists, and I think I think what we said kind of backed this up, a lot of times it's heavy weighted with dramas typically. And so we wanted to go through uh, some other genres and just hear, it's okay if they're repeats from what was in your top 10. That's that, that's all right. So um, we just wanted to go through, let's, let's, let's start with action. What was your favorite action movie of the decade? April, we'll start with you. Okay, so I didn't pick any of the ones that were in my top 10 because some of those you could say okay. were action. And also, I didn't say this, but none of my lists were from 2019 because I didn't want to yeah. have recency bias. Yeah. So I'm sticking with before that. Uh, my favorite action movie of the decade, it has started a movement. There has been two sequels since then, and that is John Frickin' Wick. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. That's a great pick. Can't fault it at all. Nice. Uh, all right, Tyler, what is your favorite action movie of the decade? 
I mentioned this one in my in my honorable mentions, Skyfall. I think, and even though Baby Driver is is my top five, I don't weirdly I don't think of that one as much of a, yeah. a of an action movie. Skyfall though, that just redefined what James Bond could be. I love the James Bond movies. Daniel Craig is at the top of his game. Yeah, it's it's just excellent. Nice. Looking forward to No Time to Die. Yes. Awesome. All right, Chad. What is your favorite action movie of the decade? Well, I had to throw out The Raid Redemption because it's insane. That was on there for a long time. <laughs> that is time. good, though. And for the longest time for me, this was going to be Mad Max Fury Road. But when I got down and was honest with myself, the movie that I enjoyed. So when you say best action, it was probably one of those first two. But the movie that I enjoyed the most, and I will call this an action movie, even though it's a comic book movie, is Captain America the Winter Soldier. Wow, so it was the Russo good. Brothers debut film with uh, within the Marvel Universe and it's just phenomenally good. It's a it's mm-hmm. like a throwback spy thriller action. I love that movie. Great, great pick. I didn't expect Marvel on there. That's nice. So uh uh, I, I kind of wanted to spread the wealth to something not in my top 10, but uh, looking at the options, I, I had to go with Mad Max Fury Road. That mm. is some yep. of the best action. Of Can't the argue. Yeah, enough said. All right, so we're going to move on to sci-fi. What's your favorite sci-fi movie of the decade? April? Ex Machina. Ooh, great pick. Ooh. Great mm. pick. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That was up there for me, for sure. It almost made my... It was, it was in the running for my top 10, nice. but... Did it quite make it? Ex Machina winning Best Visual Effects at the Oscars is one of the greatest upsets. One of the one of the gr- best <laughs> wins. Like that was such a shock, and it's so awesome. So, yeah, great. Uh, all right, Tyler. Best. Sci- you're you're our resident. You know, our you host the Geek Car Check podcast. So you're our, our resident sci-fi expert. So uh, what nerdy thing do you got for us? <laughs> it. I thought about doing just something something crazier off the wall, but uh, I really just went with uh, The Martian, which is. Mm. Uh, which is way high up in my in my list overall for me. That is, I think that's the epitome of what a sci-fi movie should be. Um, Interstellar was a close second um, on that one because I love it so much. But it's it, uh, The Martian is more accessible. It is it's hilarious. I think it's so funny. It's one of the best adaptations of a book that's ever been out there. Anyway, but the, it's sci-fi. It's it's just good hard sci-fi. That is just I think it's a nearly a nearly flawless in, in terms of sci-fi. Have have I told you guys my story of when I saw a screening of The Martian? No, I don't know. I don't think so. so Were you at Sundance like April? Not at Sundance. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so, uh, back yeah. when we lived in Atlanta, we we would go to pre, you know press screenings all the time, and and in the invite for this for this movie, they said you know we're gonna watch The Martian with a special guest. Oh yeah, and I was yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh yes, you know Matt Damon or Jessica Chastain or whoever the heck else in that movie. Uh, such a big cast, so I was like, yes, the, the actors are gonna be there. It's so awesome! And we get there and we're like, we're all the whole audience is buzzing, like who's the special guest gonna be? And they totally should not have done it that way because it totally set themselves up for failure. Because the special guest was actually pretty cool, but it was no actor or director or Matt filmmaker Damon. or anything like that. It was a just somebody from NASA. Uh, who, was, who was there to just kind of talk, <laughs> talk about the movie. <laughs> and so That guy was like, but guys, I actually invented right. this technology. Why don't you like yeah. respect they me? Show, they totally <laughs> screwed up that invitation. But uh, it was actually really cool, him talking about the movie. But uh, yeah, it was totally, totally kind of let the air out of the balloon there. Yeah. Oh, but man, that's funny. It's a great pick, great movie. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chad, what's your favorite sci-fi movie of the decade? 
Yeah. So since we're not doing honorable mentions, there are, uh, I had to shout out Logan here um, because I love, yeah, but listen, just just let me shout some things out. Just let me shout things out. So it's Logan and I couldn't pick one of this specific movie, but uh, to me, the, the, the new apes trilogy was the height of quality filmmaking. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best trilogies in my opinion that's ever been made because the consistent quality between the three films is Un, unparalleled uh and so it's it's one of those that i think will it's going to stand the test of time so the apes trilogy if you will nice that's mm. great which one's your favorite if you have to pick one which which is your favorite Ooh, if i had to pick one probably probably the second yeah. one probably the yeah, second I'm with one. You on that one nice uh so my favorite sci-fi film of the decade i feel so like i feel like this is not a very exciting or original pick but just looking at my list i really had to go with my heart and uh that's Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I I just right. I love the world that they like rebuilt um, for for this new trilogy, and it's still my favorite of the three. It is it's just so exciting and fun and mysterious and asks so many questions. I wish there were a little more satisfying answers, but I still I still love the trilogy as a whole. And so yeah, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is my favorite yeah. sci-fi of the decade. That's good. I, for mine on my list, I had The Last Jedi. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I also had, <laughs> nice. I did, I had Upstream Color and Melancholia by Lars von Trier, not, which is I've actually I've still great. not seen Melancholia. Ooh, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. His movies, you you know, yeah, you know yeah. what you're going to get, but this one is not like that one. I mean, this one is uh, probably the easiest to consume, mm. but it's it's definitely, you got to settle in. It's not, a, it's not, a, it's a slow burn, but I think it's great. Interesting. All right. Uh, so we're going to move on to another genre. We're going to do horror so uh, we're going to switch up the order here. I know Chad is kind of our resident horror expert. So Chad, what is your favorite horror movie of the decade? Well, I went through a ton of like some of these smaller things that were really scarier, like the VHS anthology, things like that. But I ultimately landed on trying to pick the best movie. And so for me, this is probably going to be a mainstream pick, but it's one that I think is legitimately unnerving and creepy and scary extremely well made great central performances uh, and that's the conjuring mm. absolutely that movie so is good. about as good as modern horror gets i, I want to give one quick shout out to a, a film called the invitation which is on I, netflix yeah, that's yes good. that's gr- oh, that phenomenal great. um and that so for me it came down to between those two but i had to go with the conjuring nice okay april uh what is your favorite horror movie of the decade so I'm like the opposite of Chad in that I really don't like <laughs> horror films, which is why this is going to be a little bit strange. But my favorite horror film, and I think it, it might be one, of, it's definitely one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, but is also The Conjuring. Oh, All right. nice. Nice job. Yeah, Great like the, pick. The true story in mm-hmm. it. And like, yeah. I was spiritually moved and terrified mm. at the same time. It was yeah. very... Um, yeah, it was super well met, well done. It does not get enough credit. I mean, it launched the whole universe, the Conjuring universe, yeah. which is kind of silly. But that first one is—it's a really fine film. Nice, very yeah, good. It's really good. All right, Tyler, did you pick the Conjuring? Uh, yes. Did you really? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> wow, did you really? I did. <laughs> and Queen. But what I will say, the Invitation was was a very <laughs> close second. But the Conjuring—it's the one. Come on, you go back to that one. I I've had that I'm was the best you. theater experience I ever had. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. There's someone here that would like to talk to you. There's something horrible happening in my house. 
It's November 1st, 1971. I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her. A little piece each time. You have a lot of spirits in here, but there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. Was people with the with the two claps and people just freaking oh, yeah. out? Uh, it's excellent, mm. excellent movie. Well, we're four for four. Picking? No, I'm just kidding. No, no way. Get out. No, That's kidding. insane. Okay. No, but actually, Tyler has it right. It's get oh. out. Uh, there we go. Out. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, obviously, it made my top ten. Uh, it's yeah. it's the social commentary is on fire. Uh, it's it's just so complex. And hearing Jordan Peele talk about Get Out, there's a movie, a uh, YouTube video, I think from maybe it was Vanity Fair or something with him just kind of answering questions and talking through the movie. It's mind blowing how much he put into this movie. So, um, for so, sure. Lots of, lots of callbacks yes. and Easter eggs to a uh, horror aficionados yes, for sure. It's crazy. So that is my favorite. That's crazy that all three of you picked the conjuring. That's so weird. That is so weird. I know yeah. out of a whole decade. It's really good. It's though. true though. That movie's really good. I mean, you got stuff like I saw the devil cabin in the woods. Yeah. A quiet place even was, that was, was really good fairly recently. So nice. anyway, all right, we're moving on to animation. What is your favorite animated film of the decade, Chad? What is it? This one was really hard for me because I wanted to give it to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse so much. But, and it, it was an honorable mention in my top ten. If I'm being honest, then it for me, it has to be Inside Out. I know Inside Out is not everybody's favorite Pixar. But for me, again, having seen it with a young child, new father, the whole thing that it represents, I think, you know, creating this new language for young kids I say new language, but like a new way to communicate about their emotions yeah. when they're little, you know, anger, joy. I, I just think it's nearly perfect. It's beautiful. So inside out. It's awesome. Great pick. Nice. All right, April. What's your favorite animated film of the decade? Well, Chad. <laughs> oh no. Don't you dare. also inside out. <laughs> what? That's I crazy. I love that film. So interesting. When I first saw it in theaters, when it came out, I think it was 2015. Yeah. I was not a parent yet. I... So when I watched the film, I actually related more to the girl and like cried, like thinking about the memories with her dad because my dad had passed. So like cried in that. But now when I watch it, I relate to the mom, like the parents and cry thinking about my children growing up. And the fact that you could relate to either character Mm. and it like gets you the same way. It's just so moving. And yeah, Mm. it's near perfect. So how was the first day of school? It was fine, I guess. I don't know. Do you ever look at someone and wonder, what is going on inside their head? Did you guys pick up on that? Sure Mm -hmm. did. Something's wrong. We're going to find out what's happening, but we'll need support. Signal the husband. With a nice pass over the reef, comes across center ice. Uh-oh, she's looking at us. What did she say? What? Oh, uh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What? What is it, woman? What? Signal him again. Ah, so, Riley, how was school? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. For this, we gave up that Brazilian helicopter pilot? So, I agree, Chad. Nice. Yet, Great Yet pick. another film that I have not rewatched. Tyler, if you here. pick Inside Out, then I don't know what's happening, Tyler. <laughs> uh, I, guys, seriously, Oh, though. my gosh. <laughs> 
I, I miss when I went first because uh, then it, then you guys would be copying me. But uh, yeah, no, it's inside out. No question. No, I, oh hey, my yes, God. It is. <laughs> I feel so left out. That's why you insane. listen. That's why you listen was... to this podcast, people, is for this diverse <laughs> set of opinions. <laughs> I, it, it was going to be into the Spider Verse. Like I really tried it also, and I I wrestled with it. Nope, it's inside out. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow. Well, I really do feel left out. Um, what's 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 <laughs> funny is um, I wrote down exact words that. Chad and Tyler both just said that I, I I swear this is my notes. I really wanted to pick Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Wow. <laughs> um, but I didn't. Uh, but they, yeah, that, that, that movie is just so unique and original that I really wanted to pick it. But if I was being honest, um, the movie that really impacted me the most was a different Pixar film that is in my top 20 of the decade, and that's Toy Story 3. Um, yeah, for it's sure. just, yeah, uh, you know, I, for I, sure. I watched that the summer before going to college, people. I was the same age yeah. as Andy, and so it's just it's just so moving every time I watch the ending. I, I, in rewatching it for my to make my list, I, I was kind of watching it a little skeptical, going like, do I really need to rank this one so high? Like, does it really need to be in my top 20 of the decade? And then it gets to the end, and it just... It's just yeah. moving. You're like, do I really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So awesome. All right. Well, before we leave that, I definitely have to shout out Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, yeah. So and a lot of people don't give it the credit it deserves, but the original How to Train Your Dragon yeah. yep. is phenomenal. Another amazing That trilogy. movie is great. Yep, you're right. It's great. I do think we should also at least shout out what became a global phenomenon, which is Frozen. Yeah. I don't need to shout well, the shout. Out at all, It's a good movie. Come on. It's a great movie, actually. The first one I actually really yeah. loved, and I actually thought about putting it there, but it just didn't. It's yeah. nowhere near as good yeah. as Inside Out. But and still. Moana. Um, I think Moana is great. Moana's yeah. great. I still agree. have not seen that. Wow. Yeah, it's what? great. What? It's really good. What is wrong with you rewatching things like seven <laughs> times and not seeing great <laughs> stuff the first time, Tyler? It's, it's again, that's maybe like I work with teenagers and so things like that get just I get inundated with it and I just have I feel like I've already seen it and don't need to watch it you talk you're talking mm. about working with teenagers mm. so you need to go watch short term 12 good grief I know for real. that's you're gonna like break down so good <laughs> I'll let you know what the moment I watch yeah. it and, and how much I cry perfect yeah. um, now that you admit that you cry in movies it's great um, all right uh, twice. so <laughs> if you guys match on best comedy I, I don't know what the heck is gonna happen this whole thing is gonna implode <laughs> So we're going to move on to best comedy, okay? All right, Chad, give me something unique. Give us something unique here. All right, so I have to be honest here. I had something down as my number one, but it was neck and neck with the second one. And since it was already mentioned, I was going to go with my second one. So now I'm conflicted. (laughs) The original one was What We Do in the Shadows because I love that movie so much. But it was it was neck and neck with a film that I would not have expected it uh, to be up there. But the it is eminently rewatchable, hysterically funny every time. And in that in that year, it made my top ten as a comedy, which almost never happens. And it was my most surprising film of the year, and that's Bridesmaids. Nice. I'm engaged. Oh my god! He asked me last what? night. <laughs> what is happening? So will you? Be my maid of honor? Of course I will. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. No, just whatever. Throw the bachelorette party in the shower and... Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's go meet the rest of the bridal party. Come on. You have to punch it a couple times. You remember my cousin Rita? (gasps) They just bought a new house. It is gorgeous. I wouldn't know. I only see the kitchen and the laundry room and the ceiling in my bedroom. Sometimes the floor. (gasps) 
Oh, this is some classy. She's Megan. I'm sorry. I want to apologize. I'm not even confident of which end that came out of. I love that movie, and so I'm going to go with Bridesmaids. Nice. Good pick. Awesome. Uh, All right, April, what's your favorite comedy of the decade? I was so close to putting Bridesmaids down here. (laughs) Like, I'm a little mad that I didn't just keep the comedy going. Yeah, um, but this one is actually by the same director. Is it Paul Feig or Paul Feig? Feig. Feig. Okay. By Paul... Fall Pig. No, <laughs> um, Paul friggin' Fig is the director. Um, and that is The Heat. Nice. Yeah. That's a great yeah. movie. I, I like think that, that one's just as rewatchable. And I, it is. It's so funny. Melissa McCarthy just, she cracks me up. Yeah. Oh, don't yeah me. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's fine. It's, yeah, it's decent. Uh, nice. Uh, I mean, of the whole decade might be a stretch, yeah, but know, whatever. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. She, she had what we do in the shadows in her top ten. That's, so we'll, we'll take that as her real answer. <laughs> no, no, guys. I stand by the heat. It is hilarious. I've watched that just as much as I've rewatched Bridesmaids. And the only reason why I didn't put Bridesmaids here is because I have... Spoiler. Mentioning it later. Okay, okay. Oh, nice. okay. All right, Tyler. Favorite comedy of the decade. Bridesmaids. Yes, yeah, Bridesmaids. It, it, it no, just, it's not. It is. Oh it's Bridesmaids. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, we almost off matched this again. So it, weird. I had a hard time with this one. I really did. What um, is happening? So yeah. I had, I had a really difficult time with this. I almost – there was a bunch of things that I almost put above it. Um, but I kept coming back. I was like, what? What's the last movie that I sat and just – uproariously laughed at and like repeatedly on viewings like this one in the theater i fell out of my seat I'm i telling was laughing you. so hard it's that the dress the dress yes. trying on that yes. scene my my theater <laughs> yes. was good. done it's we were happening. done it's happening it, it was just, crazy oh it's so good wow it's so good man this is really bizarre i feel like we need to wrap up here soon this is so strange because <laughs> uh, i'm not even close to picking bridesmaids so this is very didn't weird. you say we were playing the matching uh, this game this is so strange uh we, we weren't trying yeah. to guess what you're losing yeah, I'm, yeah you're I'm losing. or i'm winning uh, i'm the, the one with the originality <laughs> no uh those are all good, good picks so for for mine i kind of struggled because there are movies in my top 20 that are funny like Lady Bird or silver linings playbook yeah. but i was like those aren't comedy those aren't straight right. up comedies so like drama. yeah yeah comedy drama kind of things. Yeah. yeah so so i didn't want to pick one of those so um so i went with something that i feel it still has you know emotional weight to it but i feel like it's you could call this a straight up comedy um and that's crazy stupid love yep that was my second choice hmm. i love, Is that, crazy stupid huh. love i'm gonna give it to what? you but under under protest that it's a straight up comedy <laughs> That it's a comedy, but that's, it's okay. That's why I feel like I, it's I more of a dramedy yeah. as well. Oh, come on. I think it's hilarious. So, mm. well, regardless, that's that's what I'm sticking with here. I don't have a backup. I, I, I don't have you, a backup, so that's that's my pick. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. So, yeah, I just, I, Crazy Stupid Love, for a long time it was in my top ten films of all time. It's 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 kind of dropped down a little bit for me, but I, I think it is just so, it just turns its expectations for rom-coms on its head. You think you're supposed to root mm-hmm. against their marriage, and then sorry for if you haven't seen the movie, but it just it just totally turns your expectations on your head. You feel like you're supposed to root for somebody else, and then and then uh, and then you end up going, oh no, I want them to get back together. That's what I really want here, and it's just it's really beautiful, beautiful movie that's really hilarious yeah. as well. Also, want to shout out the Big Sick mm. and oh, yeah. so good the Grand Budapest Hotel. I know not a, that that's kind of too. I freaking love that movie. Yeah. I do love that. Did y'all ever see Game Night? That was good. Well? Oh, good. Yeah, yeah yep. that was really good. good. Really I good. thought that one was surprisingly yeah. really yeah. funny for me, yeah. too. Yeah, really good. Nice. On your scale, April, it would be in the top of 10 of the decade. 
Okay, guys, I don't know why you're <laughs> hating on the heat. I was, it's hilarious. I like, I laugh out loud, like belly laughs every time I watch it. So it is maybe good. y'all just don't have a good sense of humor. That's, That's fair. Or a different sense of humor, I guess, is mm-hmm. a nicer mm-hmm. way of saying that. Or better, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so we're gonna move on. So those are those are our genres. We're all done with genres. Those are good picks. Um, if you guys match on like these next categories, I'm gonna lose my mind. I don't understand what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, but no, these are going on to a completely different question here. We're all gonna talk about our favorite performance of the decade. Single performance doesn't matter, male, female, supporting, not supporting, whatever your favorite performance of the decade. I want to hear one. All right. Let me hear it. Uh, so Tyler, we're going to start with you. What is your favorite performance oh. of the decade? I was, I was hoping I would, I would be, be last and be able to kind of just uh, decide. Cause I had five. So Give I, me I one. I'm going to go with the, my, my instinct. It was Saoirse Ronan in Lady Bird. Nice. Nice. Hmm. Yep. Of the decade. Of the decade. It's just, crazy I, just talk. It's I go back great to performance. <laughs> I, it is a great performance yeah. of the decade. decade. I hope I hope mm-hmm. that the the other four that you guys will will say and back me up, and we'll get the chance to talk mm-hmm. about them. But that one is the best. Maybe we should, since we're at the end of the show here, should we like talk about the fact that a decade is ten years worth of things? Tyler, throw <laughs> throw your other picks out. Let's hear. Let's see what <laughs> what Sersha beat out. Uh, so, and this is not in any particular order. Um, Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born, mm-hmm. Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty. Jesse Eisenberg in Social Network and Colin Firth in The King's Speech. Okay, all good. All good. All good picks. Very good. Awesome. All right, April, we're going to go to you. So what is your favorite performance of the decade? So I think as time goes on, I have a feeling I'm going to give it to Joaquin for Joker. But (laughs) since I didn't have anything from 2019 in any of my films, I'm not doing that. So this is pre-Joaquin Phoenix uh, in Joker. But for me, it was a no-brainer on this one. Like this... I had no other person that I put here. It went straight to her, and that is Brie Larson in Room. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yep. Solid. She was in my long list. Oh, my yeah, gosh. for sure. Yes. Great pick. Yeah. That that room is on my. Uh, did, did I mention it on my top twenty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in my top twenty. Uh, that movie is just. Um, we're in rewatching it. Uh, what I label it as emotionally overwhelming. It is just like yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think oh. I can ever watch that one again. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's a, yeah, it's hard. It, it to is watch. hard to watch, but I wouldn't say it's it's one that you can't watch again. I I just it's yeah. so good. But there's also it, there's hope. There is in it, absolutely. And it, it's just very yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Did you have any other honorable mentions or anything else there, or did you just go right to that one? No, straight to Brie. Yes. I mean, it was like Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, and Brie Larson. Like I would give them to both of them, but Brie Larson. I didn't. I didn't think of anybody else. <laughs> just her. Great picks. All right, Chad. Um, yeah. I saved you and I for last because I think we're gonna match. That's my guess. I don't know if I'm right or not. I don't think. Uh, I'm pretty I don't sure. Think no, you don't so. think so. Okay, okay interesting. Are. I, I I thought you were gonna have to pick the same person as me. Well, <clears throat> well. So because here's the problem is that when I when I started trying to pick performances that moved me the most or that I connected with, I think that's where you and I aligned but because we were doing this quote-unquote best performance of the decade i tried to narrow it in on what i thought was like the most difficult or the actual best which threw me off track i was going back and forth with daniel day lewis lincoln because that that that's just an insane performance but i actually ended up with one that i think will be a surprise and again it was my number five i think of the decade but i think lupita nyong'o in 12 Mm. years a slave Mm. is one of the absolute best performances ever because Mm. a performance like that can easily get 
way off the rails into melodrama, even under the circumstances of slavery. But in that scenario, she plays, she balances that line perfectly. That's certainly not my favorite performance of the decade, but that was what I thought was the best performance. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Well, so uh, for, for my favorite performance of the decade, you know, I really thought about Shia LaBeouf in Honey Boy, but again, I feel like that mm-hmm. movie needs some time to kind of grow on me. I, I almost picked Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name, which I think is just a, an astounding performance, especially for his age. Mm-hmm. And then I almost picked Brie Larson uh, in Room and didn't mm-hmm. do it. But mm-hmm. uh, what I thought Chad was going to say, I thought we were going to match on this one. We, we didn't, but uh, I, I really have to go with Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. If you could take one guy to an island with you and you knew you'd be safe because he was the best man, he was going to keep you happy. If it was between me and your father, who would you take? My daddy. I don't think you're wrong about that. Hello, this is Lee. What happened to my brother? So that's Lee Lee Chandler. I don't understand. Which part are you having trouble with? Well, I can't be his guardian. Well, your brother provided for your nephew's upkeep. I think the idea was that you would relocate. Relocate to where? Well, if you yeah. look, it was my impression that you'd spent a lot of time here. I swear. I'm just a backup. Lee, nobody can appreciate what you've been through. And if you really feel you can't take this on, you know, that's your right. Come on, pull it up. It's not a shock. Yep. He's just yeah. so yep. internal and haunted and yep. just utterly powerful. It's so quiet, but just I can't imagine anybody else giving that performance in the same way. Agreed. Um, yeah, and I, I had Casey Affleck and Natalie Portman for Black mm. Swan and even Tom Hanks for Captain yeah. Phillips. But yeah, you're right. It's it's as good as it gets. I agree. That's yeah. good. Awesome. Okay, well, we've got one more category, just one. And uh, I wanted to end on, on a happy note. I didn't want to make the same mistake I made in our top 10 of 2019, ending on a downer. Uh, so we're going to end with a happy note here. <laughs> um, what is your most rewatched film? What is the the movie that... Uh, I assume makes you makes you happy. There's a rainy day movie. Uh, we don't get those in Las Vegas, but I can imagine. Um, and so, what is what is your what's just the movie that you've watched the most in in the past ten years or uh, from the past ten years? So, all right, we're gonna go with you, April. What is your most rewatched film? Yes, we mentioned this previously, but that is Bridesmaids. Nice. I can watch that over and over, and it yep. is just, it holds nice. up. It's hilarious. I love everything about it. Awesome. Very good. Okay, Tyler. I actually had a hard time because that my answer to that is is not a, out of the 2010s, but it is, it is one that we've already talked about uh, tonight, and that's Scott Pilgrim, though. Like, it, it my real answer is... is any combination of the Judd Apatow movies from the from the uh, from pre twenty ten, but but Scott Pilgrim though is just yeah, it's a movie that does make me happy, and I have watched it. I've probably watched it a dozen times in the in the last decade, but it's just it's so so good. Awesome. All right, Chad, most rewatched movie. Easy. Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, I was like, what? So. This one for me, I already spoiled it uh, earlier when I said it accidentally, but. If we're talking about just of the decade, it's still Whiplash. I've watched that movie. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Now, this it's a movie that I may not watch the whole thing, but I'll jump in and watch the closing scene, or I'll watch this this scene, or whatever, or anything Pixar. Just I mean, now yeah. I have a seven year old sure. child, but mm-hmm. if we're just going by actual data, I've seen every Pixar movie in this decade at least. 
40 times. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I am there. Nice. Excellent. My, my most rewatched film is my number one film, uh, just because it's, it's the movie I've watched the most. Um, that's La La Land. It is, it's just, mm-hmm. it's so powerful to me. It is just so much fun, so comfortable. I put this in the Slack channel when this happened, but when my wife and I moved into our new house here in Las Vegas, I was hooking up the cable. I was getting everything set up. I turned on. I just turned on the TV. It happened to be on HBO. I didn't turn anything on. I just plugged my plugged in the cable. Turned on my TV, and there's La La Land playing from HBO. When I, I was just like, "This is a sign." <laughs> it's oh, a man. sign. So um, yeah, that is. It's just so. Oh, I just love that movie so much, and so it just makes me happy. Well. That was a great episode. Yay decade. That, that was that's a nice decade to talk about. Best of the twenty yeah. tens. Um, you know, maybe we need to go back and revisit the best of the two thousands and kind of kind of go backwards and work through. So I think that would be a lot of fun to do that. But I heard a rumor that uh, April went to Sundance in the two thousands. Is that true? That, okay. I thought we went yeah, over we that. We went over that. No, I don't know. We that's should just do saying. a whole episode where I tell you about all the films I saw at Sundance. <laughs> there we go. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging with us during this long episode. Uh, I, I hope you got some good recommendations. If there's movies you haven't seen, make sure you go catch up on those. I'm looking at you, Tyler. We definitely want to hear what your favorite films of the decade are. And so chime in with us on social media. Let us know what you think. And while you're uh, while you're here, if you enjoyed this episode, definitely leave us a rating because that helps other people discover the show. And with that, we are going to say goodbye to the 2010s. It is now behind us, and we're looking forward to the 2020s. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. <laughs>